But something that I realized was that the reason why I wanted them was a reason that was unaligned. She's a bit dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) You do you. Listen, guys, this bit is about being unapologetically you, okay? Hello! (laughs) Get heart-centered. Everybody has a story. Like, it's a choice. Anybody can get a massage and do a face mask. Ladies, how to bits. What up, guys? It's Lens. Hey, it's Allie. And it's Raina. We are on episode 33. And, guys, we have the most special guest in the whole world today, Miss Amanda Panino. Thank you guys so much for having me on Lady Bits Uncovered. I'm so excited to be back. That kind of you. felt like I kind of felt like we needed a pause there and we could have inserted applause or a cheer or something because we love you so much. And even going back, guys, if you haven't listened to the episodes where Amanda chimed in on everything from, oh gosh, pause, motherhood, that episode, if you it was probably one of the most talked about episodes. We got so much feedback. Um, go back in the Lady Bix catalog and definitely check it out. Amanda, you contribute so much. We are freaking pumped to have you here to talk all about anxiety and what is happening with quarantine and COVID. So I don't know, man. Like, What a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Glad Welcome. to have you here. I'm yeah, glad to be on to chat about this. <laughs> um, look, I mean, what can I say? I'm, I'm amongst women who are brave and courageous, who are willing to go through topics that people don't want to ch- chat about. And really, at the end of the day, our greatest superpower is our willingness to use our voice and, and know that other people get it and know that we're never alone and know that suffering in silence is not an option. And I'm really excited to chat a bit more about this and um, you know, hopefully help answer some questions if anybody had any along the way about it. Yeah, we put it out on our social media and just asked, you know, if people had questions on, you know, how how everything has been. But I don't know, Amanda, like, what has the last two and a half months been for you? I mean, the last couple episodes, I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing Raina, Lindsay, and my trauma stories about Sorry. <laughs> but where have you been? To walk us through the last two and a half months for you, if you're comfortable. Yeah, sure. So where haven't I been? I feel like I've been on a roller coaster of everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. And what a trip it's been. Truly, um, from moment one, where you sort of start realizing that staying home and self-isolating is the right way to roll and you're finding yourself out of your normal and trying to create a new one. And you know, um, not understanding that even your normal things now have this extra weight attached to them that you carry around and don't really know how to carry it. Maybe those, that mental, emotional, or spiritual muscle hasn't been strengthened in that way, given, hello, we've never gone through anything like this before. So I found myself, A, learning a lot, B, crying a lot, C, just being willing to dive in because really, it's a time to be curious. It's a time to be open. It's also a time not to judge yourself for what you're feeling, even if it's every emotion in 10 minutes, because I've certainly been in those spaces as well. Uh, We had a really interesting question. I don't know, Amanda, this could kind of build on what you just said. Um, One of the listeners wrote in and said on this topic, what is something beautiful and challenging? So what kind of made you smile during this time? And then also what, like, you know, we used to play this game called high, low. 
So what is your high of the day? What is the low of the day? And that's what my family and I used to always say. But, you your know, COVID high and your COVID <laughs> low. Exactly. Wow, that's a really fully loaded question. I'm sure you guys feel the same. I'm sure for you to be asked that question creates like a self-reflection that maybe you haven't even had yet. And I think my, my high and my low has to be mortality. It has to be knowing my family has been affected by this twice now. And it has to be knowing that I, this life is a gift. It is sacred. It is irreplaceable. That is undeniable. Just as that that's the low and coming down and knowing that that's true and knowing that your time with your loved ones is limited. It's knowing that time with yourself is limited. So why on earth would you spend a millisecond hating any part of you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet? It has been mortality. Are you willing, thank you so much for that answer. Are you willing to expand a little bit upon that and share a little more as to what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that high in that realization comes into saying, look at this body. I get to move it every single day. I get to live here. I get to think here every single day. I get to I get to see this, experience this, smell this, touch this. It is, it is about being so grounded and so internally connected with the external world, with your internal self, that you recognize that there is nothing worth taking for granted. Everything has to be honored and appreciated. I think my, my gratitude has skyrocketed tenfold. And on the other side of that, it's also feeling comfortable with being uncomfortable within yourself in those moments where you are hyper anxious or overwhelmed or overthinking or you know picking your fingers to death because that's the, the way your anxiety physically manifests you know it, it's it's allowing yourself to physically see both parts of that i see how strong i am just as i see how how stressed i am and and that is a very bittersweet space to, to occupy mentally because it allows you to really get clear on what needs to be dealt with internally that maybe you've been ignoring when things were normal and you thought that fast pace was the only pace. I think it allows you to slow down and just kind of realize what you're able to do versus what you're not able to do. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people in this situation are saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do that. And those are the things that fill my cup instead of saying like, okay, what am I able to do? What am I able to invest time and energy into now that maybe I didn't before this? pandemic type thing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's eye-opening. And I know, Amanda, you and I are very similar. We're very emotion-driven type women. Uh, our emotions run hot, we'll just say, spicy. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if you feel this, but I have never felt a level of like worry, anger, sadness, confusion, uh, future projecting, and then recycling that within a 24-hour period multiple times over. Like, I, I would get furiously angry and jealous all in one time at people out at the beach. I'd be like, can you believe that they are out there? God, I wish I was out there. Somebody booking a trip somewhere. I was like, can you believe them? And I would be 
so jealous. Please take me. Please take me. <laughs> Please just, take I me. love your admitted self-righteous indignation about the fact that like you don't get to do the things that have become what Raina said, fill your cup, like travel and seeing friends. And like, I'm sitting here listening to you guys going, I didn't want to leave my house before COVID and I'm not leaving my house now or ever. But then I haven't seen my certain family members in a long time. And my sister-in-law is one of them. And I really want to see her and her, her children. And then being around kids with germs. And now I suddenly am open to this whole, this whole world of worry, right? That I never really played in before because I was in the world of terror and fear. And just, I don't know, now worry is a whole new world. And it's, how do you navigate, Amanda, when you're in a new world? But just before Amanda chimes in, I think what you said, Amanda, was spot on because what the big lesson for me is, is I am so living externally. I am not living in the gratitude, in the internal. And when you said that before, I want you to build on what Lindsay said. I just wanted to say that like, those are my whiny nine-year-old baby girl uh, voices that come out in my head. And what this has done for me to answer the, the question from our viewer and to build on what Amanda said is like really kind of coming in touch with what this has done for me and that I don't need to go on all those trips and I don't need the validation from all those friends and I don't need those things if I am happy with myself. I am, oh my God, I'm going to answer the melting pot of, of possibility within both of these questions and all of these questions. Um, one thing I want to touch on is, you know, Ali, you're not alone. I have felt angry. I have felt angry and I am not an angry person. Like I am somebody who, you know, um, can find the silver lining. Obviously I'm not somebody who believes it's all, you know, rainbows and shit all day long. Like I know that that's equally unrealistic and equally holds people to this impossible standard of, pos of positivity that, that is, that cannot be. However, I also am somebody who can say, but I'm so thankful to be here. But lately it has been anger mixed in there and worry, like Lindsay said, and, and, um, helplessness, this, you know, I fancy myself Wonder Woman and to not be able to be home with my family. And I know that they're like heartbroken over losses. Like that is, I was supposed to be home yesterday. I was supposed to have flown home yesterday. We're supposed to be able to console each other during times like this and give each other hugs. And like the thought of that not being the new normal is so sad. So sad to think about. It's just like we are going to, you know, looking forward, we're going to have to rewire so much. And it's, it's scary to not know what that looks like. It's heavy and, and terrifying and uncharted territory. And it's, like I said, heartbreaking. Um, how, how sad to hear a grandparent say, and I hope I get to see you one more time. Heartbreaking. So I, I feel like it opens up this whole new world for children of, I'm gonna try not to cry. How do you describe loss? to a child when you tangibly can't express to them, I know, and I can only personalize, right? I only know my own experience. And as a child, as an adult, I don't deal with loss very well. So let me put it that way. And it's most likely because as a child, right, I didn't have this way of, of being consoled that I felt, I don't know, made it better. 
And now we can't even hug children. Like, I mean, family members can't like hug the children. Like going to see my niece and my nephew, I'm tongue tied because I don't know how to say this into words. Going to see my niece and my nephew is going to be so hard and I have avoided them thus far because I don't know how to tell a child, you can't touch me or I'm in gloves and I don't want you to feel gross, but I'm touching you in gloves and a mask. Because They're never going to understand it. No, and Ever. it's awful. It's awful. How do you make the light of that? How do you show a child? I know how hard it is as an adult to make light of it for myself. And so I'm, I'm just wondering how you console your inner child. I feel like, Amanda, you're so good at, at consoling your inner child. And it's... I, I don't know that there's a right or wrong way. I mean, I think that that's a, a genuine worry for many people with how to convey the importance of safety and health in a time when nothing really makes any sense. And I don't, one thing I can say is just surrender that pressure on yourself to know the answer. And instead maybe let your feeling and your gut, which is never wrong, tell you the answer in those moments and, and give yourself the grace of knowing that you're learning new shit every day too. But what's crazy for me is I mean, Amanda and I both live in Vancouver, Canada. They have started to, let's say, quote unquote, open things up. And that means that you can bring more people into your circle, that you can, bars are working or restaurants are at 50%. Uh, people are at the beach. And I'm going to tell you that that actually has caused me more anxiety because I feel I'm in this limbo place of I'm like, so am I supposed to go? Okay, so I'm supposed to go out now? A little of me is back, but not all. Like, I feel very in limbo right now where I do hug my nephews now because I was told I could, but yet this could change and everything's only at 50%. It's, I just feel very overwhelmed and confused. <laughs> I With everyone else on the planet, I think is, is the issue. I feel like no country, state, town is even on the same page. I think that's what makes it the hardest because, you know, there's been multiple times where we've reached out to Allie and been like, I can't believe you're like out. And she's like, Canada says we can. And we're just like, what? <laughs> You and know she's what I not mean? Out and about, but not out with like a small of people, right? But just like outside, you know. And this was, you know, weeks ago when it was like just now people were starting to kind of inch outside. And so I'm just like, how are you? Like, what do you do? Like, how are what? Don't like go inside, you know? And it, I don't know. It's just crazy that no one seems to be on the same page with any of it. Like, no one really knows what the hell is going on. I don't believe. No, I and I mean, so. I think what's challenging too is yesterday um, I did go out for the first time, my man and I mentally calculated and it has been six months since we went to a forest or an outdoor space for a proper like hike. And I didn't find that everybody was practicing the social distancing. I felt incredibly anxious and was like, stay away everybody, stay away as much as possible in moments where I didn't feel my safe space was being respected and, and protected all at the same time. And so that, that was a challenge was, okay, here's my brave moment where we're getting out. And we had just gotten stuff from family and I was like, I need to get out. And I just found that it, it, I, that limbo exists, whether I'm in my house or I'm out there. Like, I, I don't know how to navigate. It's weird being out and it, because, you know, you're saying you're like, people get away. It's, 
I'm looking at people like you're just, you're infected. You know what I mean? Like it's a movie where we're just like, like, don't touch. Like that's, that's the anxiety I carry with like people around me. Like we go to take Dexter outside and we've got our masks on and stuff. And like people are getting ready to walk by and I'm just like, we're going this way. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's weird. I don't even know how else to explain it other than just, it's, it's crazy to even have to feel that in real life. You know? I can't even, I mean it, Living with chronic illness and those diagnoses, right? Like I used to be on Western meds and TNF blockers and different things that were immune compromising, right? They pushed my immune system down. And so I was like that when I would go outside, when I was between the ages of like 10 until basically 30, I would wear a mask when I flew. I would wear gloves if I had to go in and touch anything. I, one of the reasons that I love home delivery and why it became like my favorite thing on earth was because I was so terrified to go to the fucking grocery store because every time I went to these massive public places, I would get sick even though I had taken all the precautions to clean things around me. And so now it's, it's almost like I'm thrown back into that, catapulted back into that state of, well, I know how to protect myself, but like, like we talked about, because there is so much misinformation and so much just inconsistency and also nobody knows fucking anything. And so I get it. Everyone's doing the best they can with what they've got quite literally. Um, that just breeds more anxiety because now I'm like, so even if I go outside and I wear gloves and I wear a mask and I'm in a hazmat suit, you still can't give me <laughs> a guarantee that I'm not going to catch this thing. And, and honestly, it's, do I stay crippled in fear and stay in my house forever? Or do I go outside and risk my life? And it's this, I hate that it comes down to this black and white thing where I feel like I'm in this limbo state of, well, now I have to choose. And am I going to be labeled as bad if I'm going outside? Or am I going to be labeled as crazy if I'm staying inside? And suddenly I'm thrown back into this. I suddenly care what people think about me again, because now I'm like, how am I going to be viewed as in society, if I make the decision to violate what somebody else views as social distance, it's, it's such a dialogue, guys. It's like, and it hasn't even gotten started. And I don't think that there is any, I mean, there's no right answer. And coming back to, you know, the high and the low, I kind of want to address that. I think across the board, everybody feels in limbo and they're anxious and have felt anger and sad and loss and things that we cannot explain to anybody. It's how we feel. But if we go back to the highs, what is something beautiful that you have actually tangibly, like I spoke last one about that my family unit is way tighter. The communication with my husband has completely changed. The love that I have as a mother and being present and that I do think that the world will, will course correct. I think that everything will adjust. But what am I going to learn from all this? And how am I going to come out as a better mom and as a better uh, woman and as a better member of society? I'd love to answer of something I've learned that has also kind of touches a bit on what Lindsay just said about, you know, way the way you're perceived i read a really great personal development book throughout all, all of this um it was called um do you really need it and i found myself purchasing things for business trips that i didn't even need whether it was clothes or bikinis even though i had bikinis with tags still on them perfectly good unused um and i think that it was eye-opening to see um, just as just how much I don't need the things that when life was normal I thought I needed I can tell you on one hand how many things I've 
purchased on Amazon this whole three, four months. Whereas before I was constantly buying things, trying to keep up with what other people thought or what I thought I needed or, and, and I'd love to get into this with you guys because I know it's something you've done too, but the hair, the lashes, the nails, the whole thing. I was like, why the fuck did I need it so much? And then I realized what I learned was, holy shit, like I, I maybe don't. And I, and that's the thing is that maybe some people have realized that they're like, Oh my God, I'm so sad. I need my lashes so bad. I need my claws so bad. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend I haven't loved those things. But something that I realized was that the reason why I wanted them was a reason that was unaligned. And if I choose to reintegrate things such as those into my regularly scheduled programming, whatever regular is at this point, it is coming from now a far more hashtag woke space than it was prior to all of this. Because what I have learned is I've got what I need right here. I am what I need right now. Anything else is only gravy on top and never once should it ever be because I don't think I measure up in this moment. And that was a huge win for me. In many- that I literally I, just have like goosebumps just listening same. to all that. Cause I'm so, like, yeah, I think, Oh my gosh. I, I need to go out of my closet and cry because that, (laughs) because that just spoke so deeply to me, Amanda, because I have everything I need right in these four walls and everything else you are so right is gravy or in my case, chocolate chip cookies, everything else is just... (laughs) And sometimes you don't even realize, and it's almost like that you don't realize what you have till it's gone or you don't until there's a tragedy, you know, kind of stay awake. And it's what you said, Amanda, hashtag woke. It's you, I've been taking notes as you've been talking and I wrote down and I wanted to cry, but I'm so empowered by it that I'm not going to. I fucking love you and what you just said. You said two minutes ago, living externally. And I wrote down on my notepad, OMG in a box. And I wrote eyelashes, nails. I told Jake <laughs> yesterday that I fucking figured it out. I was like, I figured something out. I don't know that any of that stuff was for me. I don't know that it was for me. And I've been, and I'm okay to admit that. I'm okay and humble enough to admit that I don't know that I spent so much money making myself look a certain way. And I thought it was for me. And maybe it was in some ways on some days to feel feminine, but most of the time, it was not. And I realize that now. And I look at my face and I'm like, I don't hate you. Yeah. You don't got any lashes, but I don't hate you. And you don't look sick and you're not sick. And so why do you think you look sick without lashes? Let's start to dismantle that belief. Right. And now if I get lashes again, it's because I just want lashes. And it's so different now. It's crazy what you've just said. Living externally is what it is. I think it, it, goes back to kind of that story we're telling ourselves in our head because I had the same experience with the extensions and the lashes and the nails. And I'm like, no, I need this because my hair doesn't grow. I need this because my lashes don't grow. I need this because my nails don't grow. And then take those things away. My lashes are growing. My hair is growing. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think people in general are able to get to a point where they're able to just take those things away that make them feel good to see how they really feel without them. And at the time that you get them, like when I started getting lashes, my lashes didn't grow, right? I was taking Remicade. My lashes legitimately didn't grow. And that's why I wanted the eyelash extensions. And then fast forward to years later, I'm healthy. Why am I still getting them if my natural lashes will grow? That's it. It's It's like crazy. Yeah. 
right? And yeah. so if if the reason, and that's what I meant about the story, like if the reason for, yeah, what Raina said, if the reason behind getting my lashes is because I want them to be uber long and I want to look like this luxurious porn star, then sure, get the fucking lashes. But if you're getting the lashes because you're lying to yourself that they don't grow still, take them off and see if they don't grow, right? Like it's kind of crazy. I'm so grateful that this opportunity was given to me and my nails yeah, I'm definitely getting those back for the sheer fact that I am like trying so hard to a not child. put my gross fingers in my <laughs> fucking mouth. <laughs> I, I that goes to... back to the anxiety thing though, that I think a lot of us are dealing. I think we said that before we started recording. We're like, I've just been anxious and picking my nails and we all like show our nails on the screen and I've got like white polish on like four nails. You know, I've just been like picking like crazy and it's... Yeah. It's something we're all feeling that I, I have, you know, even discovered the embarrassment of even showing my hands. Truly, you're the three first people besides my man muffin who have been like, look what I've done. Do you see the band-aid people? That's from, <laughs> there's a fucking band-aid on my hand. That's savage. Um, but I have to just touch on this word that came up twice now with Raina and Lindsay and it's story. Ladies, we're doing a lot of unlearning in our learning here. We're doing a lot of unlearning. We're doing a lot of of, of deep diving. We're doing a ton of why did that happen and why did I think I needed it to be who I already am or be someone else? And isn't that the greatest travesty is saying you need to be somebody else to amount to more when your, your birthright is to be since the minute you came. And I think what's challenging for me has been, again, just mentioning these old stories of I've got to keep up, I have to look a certain way. It matters. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, it's, I, I, I can't tell you the number of appointments I had before certain events that were coming up uh, that I thought I had to uphold. So when I got there, I don't know, I looked a certain way, shiny and new. I don't know what it is, but all I know is that like doing this and touching my face feels all kinds of good. All I know is that oh, God. just, yeah, like just being like, okay with going out and knowing that I've been breaking out like from anxiety or stress or this or that, like my face is, is covered in, in breakout. Like I emotionally am connected to what manifests physically with this, with picking my fingers and with the way it shows on my skin. And I always have been, but I've always, always turned to makeup to make sure that I covered it all up. And I can't tell you how few times during this time where I have told myself the story, you need to put on makeup before you leave. Instead, it has been, you're just leaving. You get to step outside as you are. I'm hearing a story right now too. I'm hearing the, do I need to be worried about COVID? I'm hearing this story of, like you said, do I need it? And I'm hearing this and going, do I need the worry? Do I need the panic? Do I need the fucking mass hysteria? Do I need it? Like I, I want it so that I feel part of, so that I'm not this ignorant asshole. But on the other hand, I'm like, I don't need it. It's making me crazy. It's literally making me crazy. And I only have what I have today within the four walls of my house, right? Like it's gotta be, do I really need this? And asking myself that question every time I start to panic about the things that are completely out of my control. I love and that. And that's interesting because that's been a family discussion that has completely morphed and changed who I am. And also just like, you know, how everybody has kind of shown up. Like to be able to decide for us what we are comfortable with, you know, like just for me to decide what am I comfortable with. Um, and just to know that I have people to protect and that I need to show up in the most positive way 
to help with a bigger picture has, it has been a real ride. I think that in terms of showing up for others in your best self is the only way you can serve your people right now, especially since you can't be close to everybody that you would normally be there for. So you're right. It's, it's a total trip. So can I ask what the five things were that you bought on Amazon? Because I'm going through this thing where I'm like, okay, I, I don't want my hair and nails or anything like that. But I'm also like, I'm like, okay, now that I'm like revealed, I need to make like the cave that I'm in, like the best cave possible. So I've been like, I bought an ice maker and I'm like all of this stuff that I'm like, now I need this because this is like, this is like a real bubble now. Like we have to like make this safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've spent more on Amazon over the last two and a half months than I have probably in an entire year prior to this. So it's like, okay. What did, you what are what also did, a person who ate out five yes. days a week. That's and true. So seven days That's a true. week. Fuck. That's true. I will say that Amazon ordering is food delivery, the majority. <laughs> Not going to lie. That's true. Well, I think that's a really fair question because then it becomes, okay, now that I've dissected myself, my very self, and I know that I don't need certain things, it, it allows for space. Truly, when you remove something, it creates a vortex for something new to be sucked into. So what, what is this space you've created? And it's, well, how do I want to take care of my home? If I'm going to be here for a while now, then what are some of the things that need tending to that are of value to me that I do want? Do I really need it? Maybe in the sense of mentally you do, maybe emotionally you do. And, and those things are important to know that only you know the answer to that. So three of the things that I bought are little lights to string on my balcony because we don't have a yard. All we have is a balcony. And so um, my man and I want to spend more time outside because we know that we're not going to be going out as, as regardless of, of what we're permitted to do where we live. Um, we're going to play it by ear, but we know that no matter what, our home space, we want our, our door, outdoor space to feel a certain way. So the money I've saved and all the things I now know I don't need, I've been able to get little lights, streamer lights for the balcony. I got um, like the command hooks to hook them up. Like I'm a really boring shopper. You guys, I don't like shopping. I've never been a girl who likes shopping. And so I found that I, I've been looking up things to buy for outside, like couches or pillows or plant pot planters, all kinds of things. And I, I haven't pulled the trigger on buying them yet because I find myself always asking like, but do I really need that? So yeah, it's, it's a bit of both. But it, it goes back to, to just like making your bubble, your little like cozy, safe place. You know what I mean? And I think that's, but it's been like, you know, I need more candles. Like I'm going to go on Amazon and get more candles. It's like stuff like that where I'm like, I just want my bubble to feel like I want everyone in my bubble with everything else going on outside of it to feel cozy and safe and happy and that kind of feeling, you know? I, I also love that, what you said too. Oh, oh I yeah, just, yeah. I love what you said about regardless of what's permitted. Like, I love that you are so secure. It just, it helps me in my decision as well. Like to know you are so steadfast and secure in your decision that you're like, yeah, we will play it by ear, but this is we, me and my man muffin are playing it. I love that you call him that. It's like, makes me so happy that you guys are playing it by ear based on what you two have decided. Just like what Ali said, like, be synonymous with each other in what your family wants, regardless of what's permitted, right? Regardless of what's being reopened, that it's totally still okay to make that decision, right? When we get some of that family pressure, maybe about going back out, it's like, no, I'm going to be in here with all my stuff. 
And I'm completely <laughs> opposite to you guys. I love freaking shopping. Like, <laughs> but what's interesting is that these decisions have really opened my eyes up to when you do get to make a decision. I would sometimes back in the old days, I would choose to go to the mall or I would love to go sniff out something at a store. When I have an opportunity to leave the comfort of my four safe walls, I have 100% chosen to be outdoors. And that has really opened my eyes. My husband and I were talking about this and I go, that is soul food for so many people. And I think that a lot of people are waking up to the need for vitamin D to get outside and get some sun on their face. And then to really, truly appreciate that. Like I think, you know, Amanda, I remember you talking about just feeling the earth on your feet and walking through life like that. So for me, an old choice, I love going to the mall. Oh my God, I love it. But every time that I've gotten to go outside or made that choice with my family, hell no, we've been hitting a beach or an open field or into a trail, you know, things like that just to really reground. So it's interesting to look at what choices you did make and what you're kind of making now and how that is completely amazing. I just, I hear what you said and I'm like, okay, well maybe that's my issue. Cause I, I mean, and I know we've talked a little bit, like we live in a downtown apartment. And so, you know, for me to just go outside is like, to go outside with people, right? It's, it's, I have to either get in my car and drive into the mountains or like, I'm just with people. And so even that drive into the mountains, like I see all over the, you know, we're in Colorado, like everyone's out hiking, you know? And I've heard so many people say like, even out hiking, it's just as, because everybody's doing it. You know what I mean? And, and I've posted before and shared before, like people are like, just go outside. And it's like, no, you don't understand. You know, it's almost like you feel this, like, okay, I'm overreacting. I have to be overreacting because everyone else is saying just go outside. Um, and it is just that, the, the feeling of being able to have the sun, sunshine on your face. Like, you know, I went almost two months with like the only outside I did was to take Dexter outside to pee. You know what I mean? And our roof finally opened back up and being able to go up there and see that there's, okay, there's one person in that corner. We're going to go to this corner and lay out and, and just like, it, just having that sun on my face has just been a game changer just for my entire attitude, you know? It's, it's a wake up call where you sort of realize something that you neglect, something that you neglect, the beauty of mother nature, what she has to offer is such a, a natural high. It is such a natural energetic kickstart that I don't think that we all recognize when it's readily available in terms of leave whenever you please. And or we took advantage, we took it for granted before. Yeah. I think that's what, like you said that in the beginning too, like this just opening our eyes to so many things that like we didn't, like we've talked in a couple episodes ago about like even toilet paper, like slowing down, how much are we using? You know what I mean? And just becoming like ultra aware and thankful for what we do have. I don't know. Well, and it, it gave us the opportunity. We started composting and it, all the things that we told ourselves we were going to do, right. That we've wanted to do that. We've kind of loosely talked shit about and spitballed back and forth about, but it was always like, we don't have time because we work so much or we don't have time, even though we're home, we work from home, right? Like figuring out that we do have time because I don't know, utilizing the time in the day because we're no longer, I was trying to figure out how to say this, utilizing the time in the day at home because we're no longer driving around shopping for bullshit that we don't need or going to see people, places, and things that we don't necessarily need to, or that don't necessarily bring us joy, but we feel like we were, we felt like we were supposed to fill the space, right? Or fill the time. I realized how much of my life I was just filling the time. And now I'm like, 
why not sit outside and feel actually feel what Raina said, like feel the fucking sun on my face and what that feels like. And knowing that that could be gone tomorrow because we might not be able to go outside and really not taking it for granted. It's, it's an eye opener. And I, I also feel, um, think about all the things that you just said, Lindsay, you know, the commitments you made and what didn't feel aligned and you did anyway. One thing I've also gained is where my no's are more powerful and what my fuck yeses are. The, the boundaries. That, yeah. Like, like even travel related, like even the places I traveled to, I traveled a lot and it, what a gift, what an absolute gift. I, I regret none of it, but, but this city I moved to that I'm not from that I haven't fro- like explored at all because I've been so busy being on a plane going somewhere else. And what that has done, it has created this dialogue in my home where now we're saying, Oh, we're not getting on a plane to go anywhere because we know we want to be exploring here. We don't want to move. And the places we want to go to, for example, across the world to New Zealand or Montreal, where our families are, those are a fuck yes. But some of the engagements I've, I've prescribed, like subscribed to of, I have to do this. I have to be here. I have to go there. I'm like over it. I'm, I'm over it because they were yeses with a condition and the condition was my mental health. And I'm no longer willing to negotiate that shit. Preach. Holy (laughs) shit. A fucking men, my friend. I was watching it wow. like keep going and I was like, I know where this is going and I am so down for this. This is a <laughs> fuck yes from me because it's But you know, true. I didn't put two and two together until you literally just said it. Like I've also been the person where I'm like, okay, I can't wait to go be able to go and go in. You know what I mean? Like I can't wait to be able to do it when I feel comfortable doing it more so. But you just saying that it's like, holy, like I've done like three things here. You know what I mean? Like, look at the beautiful cities that we each live in. And like, what if, like, it's crazy that I I don't even, I'm speechless. Like, I don't even know what to say. I was literally sitting here going, fuck me. I moved to Birmingham and I've seen none of it because I was going back to California to see family. I was going, which I, again, unbelievably grateful for those things but didn't even stop to be like, wow, right? And now the universe was like, here, you bought a house. I'm going to make sure that your uncomfortable ass has to sit in that house (laughs) and figure out how to do all the things that you've said you wanted to do because I'm giving you all the abundance and opportunity and you might just be too in your own shit to figure that out. And now I'm seeing it and we're growing celery and we're growing we have an herb garden and we have a lavender little, it's not a field. I want a field, but it's like a lavender bushel, <laughs> but we have all these things that it's I'm a serving. It's a serving. Exactly. It's one serving of lavender, but five years from now to have a completely self-sufficient, I grow all my own food and everything is from this house instead of getting grocery delivery. That's where we're headed is incredible to me where before it was just a pipe dream and COVID literally gave me that opportunity. And it, this is like, this is hitting hard for me. I got to own this. Like I, I have said every single episode and to each one of these girls that if I get a partial green light, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> and neither of us have said anything both times because I'm like, bitch, you can't come here. Yeah. <laughs> you're not invited. Actually. <laughs> Fine. I'll take my party elsewhere. But I'm going to tell you though, that as the days tick on, I want like, and I'm trying to own this guys. Like I am the most people person loving. I want to see, I want to hug everybody. Like I could cry because I don't get to do that. But me, I'm being forced into 
these four walls for multiple days to face these things about why do I need that? Do I really need that? And if, sorry guys, but if I come out the other side and I don't want to see you, <laughs> no, and I'm not traveling. <laughs> no, I just, I just think it is like, it is really shifting people if you let it. And I'm going to totally own that I have been fighting the fight of not letting it shift me because I am so desperately wanting to cling on to um, my relationships, the amount of love I want to give people, the connection that I think is so important, things like that. Um, me, me missing my job as a teacher. And now I have to go back on Monday and I'm scared to death. Like so, these shifts are crazy that you have to take some time to honor and to walk through. But I'm kind of excited to see the woman I'm going to come out as on the other end of this. I wanted to say something because you just brought up a good point that we become almost attached to these things that are familiar and our comfort. And then they're taken away from us. And we're like, you know, how dare you take my job from me? I need that job. And then now you're getting to go back to that job and you're fucking terrified. Now you're getting to go back to that job and you're like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. This is my health. This is my life. This is my, I did not sign up to be a frontline worker. I don't understand what's happening. What is actually happening right now? is a shift in your consciousness of you saying, I want to go outside. 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 And now you're ready to go outside and you're like, keep me the fuck inside. How does that feel? Can I, I just also touch on what you just said? Cause like Lindsay said, there are a lot of nuggets in, in what just came out of your mouth, Allie. So thank you because that was, that's huge. So for the people, for example, who are like you and who have said that the minute things open up, you're on the first flight, you're on the first train, like you're getting there. What would you say then? Because to me, it sounds like the resistance has been the thing that has been the tension. The hardest part is for you to be able to sit and say, oh, these are my four walls. These are my people. This is where it all starts. This is where it's all supposed to be dealt with first so that I can then effectively do the other things. If you're constantly trying to run away, that's a red, that's like a sure sign that there's something within that's not being looked at. So what would you say to others who maybe feel like you or, or what have you learned from yourself from that? Well, I'm just going to say that being at home every single day, 24 hours a day with two toddlers and a husband is fucking hard. <laughs> and it's, it's not sitting and meditating and I'm not like, oh my God, should I, I got to reflect on you guys. Like it is constant. And for a lot of us mothers who had schooling, who had um, a daycare system, who had a nanny, who had grandparents, all of those things have been taken away and now we're sitting. And so I, I mean, I'm just, I'm owning that I can't wait to see where I'm at at the end of this. But I'm just going to say that like, it is hard. Like it's, it's very, very hard to deal with these four walls day after day, all day, all night for well over three months. Oh, man. <laughs> so never, yeah, for me that. wanting to escape, I was like, mama needs a fucking vacation. <laughs> That's fair. And, and truly I, we all know someone who's doing exactly what you're doing and holy shit, the amount of strength it takes to hold that up is just incredible. What, what's your biggest takeaway in terms of how you best handle that? 
Well, to be honest, the best thing has been the communication. Like I said on the last episode, it has just been able to check in with my husband on what we need. And every night we say the same thing, like, what do you need? What do you need tomorrow? What's, how are you feeling? Like the amount of communication that we have had to do to maintain a level of sanity and uh, has been next level. And that has been transformative because the children are feeling that. My husband and I feel that. We embrace dinner time every night together where we didn't have that pre-COVID. My husband worked long hours. So now, guys, we have dinner together every night. We have funny games. We do all this sort of stuff that I can paint this picture of. Those are the small things that I am taking away from this that make this whole journey amazing. But I am going to own still that mama needs a break. (laughs) No shame in that. Well, and giving yourself that break as well. That's what really matters, you know, giving yourself the break of, of knowing that it's going to be okay and that it's, and, but that's, it's that's where the, the, like the stress comes in, right? Because you do feel guilty. So there's this immense guilt of, I'm like, well, I, I do need to go out by myself. Um, I do need a minute. Um, I would like the schools to open up, even though I'm a teacher and it scares me to death. I can, you know, from my sister, she's like, I need, I need the kids to go back to school. She's like, I need you to go back to work. Yeah. I need you to go back to work so that my kids can get out of the house. (laughs) Like it's, um, you know, it is, I'm just, I'm speaking on behalf of the, the parents and all that sort of stuff, but I'm also speaking on the selfish alley who fucking loves her friends. And I love a good time and I love all those things. And I feel like, I just feel stressed. I'm like, what if there's no more fun left? Like, come on, people. We're, like, you know, so it's, that sounds so childish. What but if there's no more fun left? <laughs> I mean, I would hope that with the invention of social media, that there's, it's just, fun's going to look different now. That's what I'm not, I'm not cool. Way. I'm not cool with the rest of my life being fun on Zoom. Sorry, uh, not going to happen. <laughs> well, I and lived a really Lindsay's fun previous like, life, so dream. I've had the fun and I'm like so stoked to just party with people virtually only forever now. Please never come near me. <laughs> No way. I mean, I love a good wedding. I want a good get together. Oh. I want a good things like that. No. I know. Lindsay's like, oh, hell no. Same with Raina. I, but Hold on. I am, need to tell you something. I need to share this. I am so fucking happy that I never have to feel guilty about not wanting to go to somebody's wedding or child's birthday party ever again, because those are super special events for you but it's a lot of pressure on other people, man. And I just never was that person. I was like, can I send you a card in cash? Like, why do I have to physically be there surrounded by 200 of your friends? (laughs) But that's what Amanda was saying. Like, this is going to check people into alignment of limbs. If those do not serve you, if those do not serve you, don't show up. I would rather you send me a card and I don't want you being a poo-poo pants at table 12 sitting next to my aunt. And I'm going, oh, man, Lindsay's all upset. You know, I don't want that on me either. But guess what? Stepping I'm in. opposite. I'm, I'm opposite. In. If I'm ever getting married, you're going to be there. And I don't give a fuck if you're poo-poo pants at table 12. Your ass is going to be there supporting me as my best friend, as one of my best friends. So, I will be at table. Be prepared. Uno. Table one. When you get married. Because it will be such a exciting day. Okay, okay, okay. I will be there. Listen. So, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these events Maybe. that, for me, I get, I get, I feel like 
I feel torn. And this is what it comes back to with the anxiety built around COVID, built around this quarantine about what is right and wrong. And this is what Amanda's talking about, being in alignment and seeing things and feeling things. I mean, I just, I just want to know that I'm safe and I'm doing the best I possibly can to keep other people safe. Don't you think that's where most of the anxiety stems from is that pressure of having to keep everybody safe? Like that's where it comes from for me. And then it's like with them home too. And then it's like, well, I have to work if I don't like, I am one of the blessed people that was able to keep their job. You know what I mean? And like, like I still have to go to like your home, even though you're home, like we also, we have to balance all of these things still. And I think that's where a lot of, for me anyways, like my anxiety comes from is now balancing all of it within the bubble. It's true. I find, I I agree with Reyna, like you, you're trying to keep things business as usual, but at the same time, you're worried about everybody. Like you're constantly caring about how they're doing. And I have become the person who yells at my parents to stay the fuck home. Like, you know, the roles have completely reversed. I find that I'm always like, hello, why aren't you in our house right now? Um, And that's challenging because that's, us trying to control what cannot be because at the end of the day, everyone's an adult at the end of the day, you know, you can only do what you can for your kids or your loved ones or your close friends. Like you could, the worry, look, it's like drinking poison uh, with jealousy and anger. The only person who suffers is the person who drank it. And I think that that's challenging to stomach is knowing that you can't control external circumstances. It's really just knowing that your anxiety doesn't define you when you go through it. Oh, I love that. Knowing that your anxiety doesn't define you when you go through it because you're human and it's just a matter of time. That's refreshing actually to hear and process that. that. I'm writing that down. Where's my pen? Repeat that. Yeah. Repeat that one more time. Anxiety, Anxiety doesn't define you. It does not make you or break you. It's just a part of the human experience. I love that. And I want you to like I'm going to start asking myself when I start to have the anxiety, do I need this? Because it's going to happen. And then I'm going to feel it. And I'm going to go, thanks for coming to the party. Do I need you? Because we got to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of our mental health. And we get to. Ladies, until we talk again, take care of them bits. Hey, Lady Bits. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to our podcast. The way this community really grows and supports one another is simply by word of mouth. We would really appreciate it if you could head over and rate and review our podcast on iTunes, then go check out our social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and go like, share, comment, and subscribe to all of it. This community is really to support women, educate women, and also just to help you find your voice. So until next time, take care of the bits you've got.